are live, back in action, attacking your speakers from the bleachers, from the 49-yard line to the end zone. This is the 49ers Forecast, presented by the Sports Column in conjunction with Route 4 Sports. My name is Jason Fearman, and you can contact me at SportsProfit1 on Twitter, among other social media outlets. If you love the defending NFC San Francisco 49ers, then this is the podcast for you. If you can't get enough of NFL football, then you're in the right place. And if you're a huge NFL football fan like myself, then you better make sure you listen to the third and three podcast on Sundays with my teammates, Tricky Nikki G and the real deal, Damian Adams. Again, Sunday afternoons. Once the season begins, we'll be adding a weekly show to prepare for all the upcoming games on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights. I was actually on Damian's show called The Real Deal with Damian Adams just a couple of days ago, and we did a full breakdown of the AFC, including predictions and playoff teams. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. The Real Deal with Damian Adams. That's my man right there. On Sunday during 33, Nikki, Damian, and myself are going to talk about the NBA players walking out and other pro leagues and athletes following their lead. Uh, Listen, guys, I fully support it. But saying I fully support it isn't enough. So myself personally, I am working on something that can hopefully bring us all together and put that support into action. Nonviolent action. Let me repeat, nonviolent action. When we truly listen to each other, we can achieve empathy, and that's an important step. It's just one step empathy, but it can get us going in the right direction. So I don't want to give too much information. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's something I'm working on. And if you guys know me and you know us on 3rd and 3, we're all about love. We're all about caring for each other. And uh, you'll hear a lot more coming up on Sunday with that. So here we go. 49ers forecast. It's all about the Niners, all about the NFL. Right now, we got just training camp going on and a couple of moves uh, that teams are making. Uh, obviously, we know the players have opted out, especially on the New England Patriots, making it tougher for Cam Newton. But uh, let's get into it. Listen, last uh, episode, I ended asking you guys questions relating to the Niners. And after I went through training camp issues and things like that. So I went through a few questions I asked, you answered, and I'm going to go over them with you right now before we get to the latest from training camp, and there's a little little news coming out of there. So let's get into what's going on with the 49ers. Again, I asked the questions, you guys came up with the answers, and we're going to see if I agree, disagree, somewhere in the middle, whatever it may be, but we're all 49ers fans, we get it, that's how it goes over here. So, kicking it off, do the Niners need home field advantage? You guys, smartly... Very intellectually said, no, we don't, because we're that kind of team that I even said last week is ground and pound style, short intermediate throws, and a great defense that we rely on. So when you can run the ball and you can play defense, you can play in any weather and you can play in any stadium. Yes, home field advantage is a great thing, but the Niners don't necessarily need it. They had it last year. It brought them to the Super Bowl. So that does say something. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have it. But, no, it's not necessary for the 49ers. The next question I ask, 
The 49ers contenders, all right? The NFC contenders. Who is going to be the ones that we're going to have most problems with? I heard Seahawks. I heard Vikings. I even heard Cowboys. I heard Eagles. I heard the Bucks, of course, with Tom Brady. Atlanta, I even heard out of a few people. Um, but you know what? The Saints ultimately turned out to be that team. And I'm sure that Damien, my partner, was very happy to hear that. The Saints, we had a great game against last year. As we know, we won 48-46 with George Kittle dra- <laughs> dragging half the team down the sideline. Uh, but the Saints taking our Emmanuel Sanders, who we brought up uh, last uh, in the middle of last uh, season, excuse me, and he was a very viable asset for us for a while until he got a little hurt and he really wasn't himself. So we'll see if he's a big help to Michael Thomas on the other side. They got a pretty good defense. Uh, still got Drew Brees. Taysom Hill, Sean Payton. The Saints were the overall favorite as our toughest contender, even over Seattle, who knows our team inside and out. We play them twice a year. We usually split. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, we play them last week of the season, 17. That's uh, Seattle I'm talking about. Could be for the number one overall seed as there are seven teams now in each uh, conference going to the playoffs. Next question I asked you guys. Are they still the NFC favorites? Overwhelmingly, you said yes, and I do agree, and that's not being biased. I think that they have the best overall team despite not having the best quarterback, maybe not even a top five quarterback, maybe not even a top seven quarterback in the NFC conference alone. But what they have around them is great. We've seen mediocre to average or a little above average quarterbacks win Super Bowls when you have a great team and great coaching around them, which the 49ers do. I also asked you guys, do the Niners need to throw the ball downfield more? You guys said no. I was kind of surprised. You guys said no, and I disagree. But you said no, and a couple of answers you gave was because of the style that we do play. It's not necessary that we have to throw the ball downfield because we do methodically get the ball downfield and usually into the end zone or towards the field goal. But I say we do need that threat, and I'm hoping that one of these guys is going to emerge as that. I'll talk about the wide receivers in a minute when we get to training camp. But I think we do need that because it's good to have at least that threat to take the safety position and, you know, make them think, oh, oh, I got to go cover this fast guy over here. The ball could be up in the air. Jimmy G's got a decent arm. He definitely can throw the ball far, but we don't get to see it often, obviously. And the reason is because we don't have guys that can do it. We need someone who can just be a burner, even if it's a decoy. You guys said no, I understand and I respect it, but I do believe that we need somebody to be able to burn them downfield just, again, even to be a decoy and throw to once in a while if need be. All right, moving on. Another question I ask, can the San Francisco 49ers use the same formula, the same formula, excuse me, as last season to win? Yes, they can, despite what I said about having to throw the ball downfield more, which I would like. Sure, they could do it. Look, they were the best team in the NFC. They were up 10 points in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, doing what they do, short passes, running the ball, playing incredible defense against the best offense in the league in the Chiefs last year. So, yeah, they can do the same exact thing as they did last year, but it'd be nice to have a little bit more help from Jimmy G, obviously. Obviously, all right? The very last question I did ask you guys was, are there any worthy fantasy players on the 49ers except for George Kittle? All right, George Kittle's an obvious. Um, I've been doing uh, mock drafts, and, you know, I've had a couple of my own already. 
I got one coming up this Sunday with Nikki and Damien and others. It's going to be great Sunday night. Can't wait. We're going to talk about it also on our show. But um, George Kittle, a definite. He's going like the second, third round. Debo Samuel is going very late. They have him, you know, certainly as a number two receiver or a flex player or a number three receiver. Jimmy G is getting a little bit of love. I'm surprised he's getting drafted in a few leagues. Now, Raheem Mostert not getting drafted high despite what he did last year. And if you're a knowledgeable knowledgeable football fan, the reason why is because Jarek McKinnon is back. He's finally healthy. Jeff Wilson Jr. also is back. He's healthy. You know what the Niners like to do? They like to run the ball, and they like to run the ball with quite a few players, all right? They want to keep their guys fresh. So there really aren't a lot of guys on the Niners that you want as fantasy players. Yeah, George Kittle came in, Debo came in, Jimmy G came in a little bit. Uh, but the running back situation was tough. No other wide receivers. I had a few for Brandon Alyuk because of what he did at Arizona State. And who knows? He could be a viable fantasy player. But to me, it's George Kittle and really Debo right now. I wouldn't draft any other Niners offensively, uh, that is, as a fantasy player. Um, so that's that. That was our questions. I appreciate you guys answering them. That was great, whether it was on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, really awesome, guys. So thanks for participating in that. Uh, that was excellent right there, no doubt. Moving on, moving on. Talking about the wide receivers before. Now, look, the 49ers, we know, don't have many weaknesses. I talked about their secondary a bit. One issue we do have is the lack of help at wide receiver. I've mentioned it several times on 3rd and 3, and other shows I've been a guest on, even with Damian a couple of days ago. So they brought in a bunch of guys for tryouts, including former first-rounder Kevin White, who was drafted by the Bears back in 2015. I believe he was a 7th or 8th overall pick. And the Niners ended up signing him after basically a day of tryouts, a day of workouts. It was like almost an overnight thing. Um, so they did sign him, and look, I'm cool with that. You never know. Look, maybe he changes scenery. He was the number one draft pick, or I should say a first-round draft pick for a reason. Now, I know there's a lot of busts, but maybe this team is the right team for him. At least that us 49er fans can hope so. They brought in Justin Hardy for a tryout, uh, formerly of the Falcons. He was more of like a third-down wide receiver kind of guy. Johnny Holton were among other names. Uh, the Niners have already signed Tavon Austin, as we know. They also signed J.J. Nelson recently. And even more recently, a guy that you guys don't know his name. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not that familiar. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with River Craycraft. Yes, his name is River Craycraft. He's basically an unknown in the NFL. Let's see what he can do. So we got receivers. They're not... All great. But you know what? If you're in the NFL, you know, you could you could do something, okay? If you made it to the NFL, you're obviously a great player. It's just relative to other players. Let's see if these other weapons that Jimmy G's got along with George Kittle and Charlie Warner, again, uh, that rookie that I mentioned a couple of times already, big, du- big dude out of Georgia, 6'5", tight end. Uh, yeah, could be pretty nice. So the 49ers, again, trying to improve that passing game. And that would basically be like the final straw for them, all right? So let's get into the training camp news quick over here. I've been talking about our number two cornerback a lot. Who is it definitely going to be? It seems Emmanuel Mosley has that lockdown as Sherman is going to be on the other side. Uh, You know, we did have, you know, we got other players out there, but it doesn't mean that 
they should be where they are. You got Jimmy Ward, uh, you know, playing at safety, playing at nickel, you know, to various more. We got, you know, Witherspoon, who got beat up last year, Kwan Williams, uh, Jason Verrett. So we got guys uh, who's going to step up, but Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, listen to me, Emmanuel Mosley did take that uh, number two spot, looks like for sure. Going through other training camp news, Jordan Reed got out on the practice squad and looked good, guys. Jordan Reed, veteran, uh, formerly of the Washington football team. Um, Look, I know he's a veteran. I know he's a little bit older, but the guy's getting the job done out there talking about tight ends. So I'm very happy to hear that. But things I'm not happy to hear about are injuries and especially injuries to big time players beginning to mount guys. And you have to wonder, is that because, you know, they're coming in late? Maybe they didn't work out during the offseason, not just the Niners, but other teams as well who have been reporting injuries and whatnot. So, again, it's been a very awkward year, 2020 all around. And, yes, even in sports, even with the 49ers. So, a lot of their big-time players that I'm going to go over right now really quick have been getting hurt, and other players as well. And the thing is, were they keeping in shape? Were they conditioning themselves when they had to be quarantined and when they couldn't participate in team practices and things like that? So, this could be a result of that. And we're seeing a lot of hamstring issues, a lot of hamstring injuries, which would indicate that right there. Uh, starting even with George Kittle, who left practice Wednesday because of tightness in his hamstring. Eesh, not good. Sideline him as long as you can. These guys need to work out and stretch a lot. Look, football practice and going over the drills and walkthroughs, extremely important. But we got to get our guys healthy, okay? So hamstring tightness for Kittle. Hamstring problems with Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback, and there's maybe three in the league, and he's probably the best out of all of them. The guy, like I said, he's a Swiss Army knife over there. He's got a hamstring issue. Guess who else has one? Our rookie, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, come on, another hamstring. They say it's mild. I guess that's good news, but come on. Safety Marcel Harris, he's got an ankle injury. Seems to be okay. Tight end Ross Dwelly. I've been talking about tight ends. Look, we got four or five that we could put out there. He's missed a lot of time uh, with foot issues. Uh, so he's got to focus on that. Look, sit out, do your thing. You'll get back in the groove when you have to. Uh, you're going to the old line. Ben Garland also missing time in camp after an ankle injury. Look, we got ankle, foot, hamstring, anything basically lower extremities. We're having problems with over here. Again, I can't re- emphasize it enough. Were these guys taking care of themselves during the offseason? Not just my 49ers, our 49ers, but other teams. Now we find out, you know, again, a few days ago, Nick Bosa going uh, through, underwent an MRI for a muscle strain. These are our key players, guys, you know, we're talking about right here. D Ford's got a calf issue. Again, lower leg injury. The good news is that Debo Samuel is looking much better. He's recovering from his injury again, lower extremities. Everything seems to be from the waist down, unfortunately. And I'm not trying to be funny over here, but I'm glad Debo's getting better. A little more good news is that, you know, none of these injuries really seem to be huge. Okay. You know, they're not tremendous injuries where you got to worry about sitting a guy out for a month or whatever it is. There are things they have to work through, stretch out, work with the trainers and just, you know, again, be more in shape. Okay. So this is more of a precautionary thing and I get it, 
but time is limited. Okay. This team cannot afford to lose these players, you know, like these guys. So if they have to sit and get healthy, so be it, let it happen. All right. However, the longer they sit, especially the rookies, like, you know, Brandon Ayuk, I keep naming him at wide receiver, big disadvantage come opening day. And even in the few weeks to come, we talked about it on third and three. How long is it going to take for these teams to get this stuff together? And I'm trying to be PG over here. How long is it going to take for them to get it together? And if you have guys who are injured already or having their hamstring issues because maybe they didn't work out during the offseason, bad start. All right. Bad. Not good. I wanted to save this one last thing over here, save it for the very last, because even as a diehard 49ers fan, I can't wrap my head around the move. And it's not anything toward the gentleman I'm going to say right now, but I know the team continues again to look for more targets for Jimmy G. We just went over a whole bunch from tight end to wide receiver. There's another tight end they brought in on a one-year deal, Eric Swoop, Okay. However, I am not sure why since all teams, out of all teams, like the Las Vegas Raiders released him. The Raiders released him, okay? And has barely seen any action since signing with the Colts as an undrafted free agent back in 2014. The guy has not played. So I'm not sure what the coaching staff or or John Lynch, for that matter, is really thinking right now. Really interesting. I <laughs> I don't get the move. You know, we do have a lot of players there. Not a lot of great ones, like I mentioned. Just a strange thing. Nice little fact about me and Eric Swoop over here. Again, this has nothing to do with you, uh, Eric Swoop, if you are listening and any fans of him and any fans of the Niners. It's just an odd thing to bring in a guy who was released by the Raiders and hasn't even played much in six years after being undrafted and going to the Colts. So, I, I look, I really, really don't get that part. It's really strange. But one thing, like I said, we share in common. We got the same birthday, bro. May 8th, baby. May 8th, that's our birthday, despite you being 12 years younger than me and in much better shape. So, look, you're on the team. I wish you the best of luck. I hope that I'm wrong and I'm misinterpreting and not understanding something over here. All right? Because as many great decisions as John Lynch has made on this team so far, This is one that is a head-scratcher for me, again, because of everything I mentioned. We already have the best tight end in football, plus veteran Jordan Reed, like I mentioned. A rookie that we expect a lot out of in Charlie Warner. It's not like the Niners, you know, broke the bank for this guy. But, you know, I figure maybe use the roster spot for another player in the secondary, where is the only other weak spot I really see for the 49ers in the secondary. Um, Don't know what other moves they'll make over there, but again, They're getting Jimmy G a lot of help, and that's what's coming out of training camp. Again, signing Kevin White, who was a first-round pick five years ago. We got him now. Let's see. Maybe he'll be able to do something. Even if he catches 30, 35 balls, I'll be happy with that if they're important catches. So we brought him here for a reason. We signed him quickly. And uh, look, I'm praying for the best with that. Like I said, on third and three, coming up on Sunday, we're going to talk more, a lot more, really deep. Really much deeper, okay, I should say, Uh, especially than what I did earlier today talking about the NBA players walking out, football not having practices, baseball doing what they did not having games, especially in the backyard of what happened recently in Wisconsin. Terrible stuff that I'm not going to talk about now. I've been talking about it, you know, on Twitter with also friends, other people, Um, of course, my teammates. Um, 
really sad. Really, you know, I, I don't want to go much further uh, into it. Seeing all these coaches and athletes crying, I, 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 it breaks my heart. Okay, look, I'm going to stop now before I go any further with that. It's it, it's it's really really heartbreaking what's going on right now. We will talk about it on third and three as best we can on Sunday. I do appreciate you turning tuning into the 49er forecast. This was episode three. Again, we're doing just training camp and leading up to the season, uh, who we're going to be playing, obviously, and certain predictions we will be making. Look, the season starts in two weeks, guys. Two weeks, all right? So predictions will be made, okay? We're going to start talking real NFL action. God willing, they are on the field. Another quick subject, talking about the New York Giants real quick. Nikki's team over there. Um Saquon Barkley and Sterling Sharp, another Giants player, is talking about maybe not playing a game, sitting out a game. Maybe the first one, which is Monday night, ironically, against Pittsburgh. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I hope they don't. But if they do, I understand. Again, I'm on board. I get a lot of it. But there's a lot that I don't get. And that's why I like to talk to people and try to understand as much as possible. Again, 49ers forecast. Thank you very much. Presented by the sports column in conjunction with Rufus Sports. Check me out at Sports Profit One. Jason Fearman coming at you. 49ers forecast. We got third and three coming up with Nikki and Damian and myself Sunday afternoon. Definitely make sure you tune into that. Lots more to come. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's hope that it is a better one and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.